This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Here we go then. Um, I, I, I attempted to dress up for this, but I didn't have anything gaudy enough, shiny enough, padded enough, crap-looking enough to actually even attempt to be a space rat today. What you about e- you, Ian? Didn't even try drawing on your face with a magic marker. I could have done that, but I'm yeah. working tomorrow and I'll get looks. You know? That's true. Uh, yeah. No, I, I didn't think it really warranted dressing up for this one. Did Did... Did they warrant dressing up? Does this outfit that they're wearing, these space rats, does that influence the story at all? Um, No. What what is the point of it all? Uh, I think they were were going for sort of a mock Mad Max 2, but not understanding the aesthetic. So it's like Mad Max 2 if the goodies did it. it's, It's just not... They're what not threatening. Put? Yeah. What have I put? Here, here we are. I've just turned the page to my, my second page. Yeah. Um, what have I put? In bright light. I'm talking about Atlan. Yeah. In bright light now, so his costume is even more hideous. Like something the, from the goodies or Metal Mickey. Yeah. Metal Mickey again. Yeah, it, you could see if the if the goodies did an episode where they uh, are being troubled by some teenage punk rockers. They would hire this forty-something guy and put him in this sort of outfit. Yeah. Um, and it's such a shame because it derails the entire story. And I, I watched it this time, and it's never been one of my favourites, and I don't think it ever will be. But I watched it and sort of thought, okay, take take the design away from it. Is the story any good? And it's not a bad storyline. It doesn't make a lot of sense in places. Um, but. As soon as you add the design and the way that, especially the way that this actor's playing the, the part, um, it all sort of falls down rapidly. Yeah. And it's a shame because have... there's there's some great there's some great crew moments in this. Yeah. It's but a this good is one episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is one you know. Um, for the longest time, I just listened to it because yeah. this is before video, and I completely. No, I, I'll tell a lie. I hadn't completely forgotten what the space rats looked like because at the time of season four being made, the monthly was yes, produced, wasn't yeah, it? So you did see photos. Yeah. But but yeah, photos of a space rat is bad enough, but to actually see them moving. So yeah. I got used more to the audio of them. So it was quite startling when this Star Drive finally came out on video what? to actually see yeah. them moving. What shocks me every time, or surpri- I won't say shock, but surprises me every time I go back to this, is I always forget it's not called Space Rats. It's called Star Drive. Oh, really? Yeah, and I always, in my mind, I call the episode Space Rats. Um, and I don't know why they didn't go with that title, but perhaps it was better that they did, to be honest. But that, that is a crap name for them, isn't it? Space Rats. It is awful, it, yeah. Terry Nation is back good and proper isn't he yep, you know this is. except it wasn't Terry Nation who wrote it but it's still the crap no, it's, make it's, it science the... fiction by putting space on it yeah I mean uh, 
this is the closest I suppose they got because they're calling them like the the space hell's angels. Um, this I, I seem to remember there was a um, a terrible biker gang that didn't have motorbikes in Lost in Space, and they were more threatening than these guys. Um, it's the build-up as well, isn't it? It's the fact that Villa and it's Villa's a character we know and love and trust. And he's so scared of them and builds them up as this dangerous threat. And when we finally meet him, it's like, have they just got a good PR man? Yeah. You know. Because Villa says he was in um, a detention block with some of these and you didn't mess with them. It's like, oh. Perhaps people didn't mess with them because they were just embarrassed. Don't be seen with it. (laughs) Don't make friends with the space rats. Oh, dear. What was the simulated speed? Fifteen. 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 TD fifteen in real time. My space rats will be knocking out Federation heavy cruisers next. If they've any left. Oh, yes, they have. But not for long. How soon can this be fitted to our space choppers? Napier. Well? What's wrong with the Mark I? It gives your space choppers DT-12. Not as good as 15. No space rat likes to put up with second best. Speed and violence, that's all you space rats think about. As you well know, I am not a space rat. But so long as I give them what they want, they accept me as their leader. Mindless destruction of Federation ships. It's mindless. You don't have a plan. Maybe the space rats haven't got a plan, Dr. Blackstone. But we could have total control over all the space trade routes. I want no part of that. All I want to do is to develop my space drive. Fine! So how soon can this be fitted to our space choppers? It can't. Why not? Because this is the only one. So, build more! We've provided you with enough raw material to build 500. I am a scientist, not a production engineer. And the other reason why this can't be fitted to your space choppers is, quite simply, it won't fit. Why not? Because the only way to increase the power was to increase the size of the photon generator chambers. This drive was intended to be installed in a real spacecraft, not in toys driven by a bunch of murderous psychopaths. Our agreement... Our agreement was that you provide me with the resources to continue with my work. Well, that's exactly what I've done. You will start modification work on the space drive now, Dr. Blackstone. If you refuse, I will tell the space rats that you are depriving them of speed. And I will let them deal with you in their own fashion. You say about Villa, yeah, there are good crew moments. I mean, this story um, starts off with that absurd idea about riding an asteroid into the Atlan system, which all goes wrong. But we do have the brilliant moment where Villa is pretending to be drunk 
and yes. gives the idea about yeah. how to fix it to Avon and Taron, and they don't even spot that he's set them up. He's played yeah. them beautifully. Yeah, Villa's great in this. Villa's great, Sulin's great, Tarrant's good in it. Um, Avon's good in it for, for the wrong reason. I think this is the this is the very first episode where you can go, Avon's broken. His, he's not... This isn't the Avon we know and love. This is... No an Avon that's com- almost completely burnt out um, and not functioning on the sort of the intelligence level that he has so far. And it's just a shame, really. It, it really is. Because, like I say, this could have... You could tweak this story and fit it in really well, but it's just got... A, it's got a touch of the guest writer coming in. Well, I think that's what it yeah. is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like... And I, I don't think at this point they particularly had a good enough script editor to 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 do the job that Chris Boucher was doing. Yeah, you yeah. know he, he moved up to producer, and he probably didn't have time to look at the scripts all that yeah. closely. Um, but yeah, we we get that really nice sequence of of Villa pretending to be drunk and, and totally tricking uh, yeah, the, uh, Tarrant and Avon. And I love the fact that Sulin and Dana are like, yeah, we'll go along with it. We're not, we're not going to dob you in. I, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I like the way he trusts because he could have just yeah. pretended to be drunk oh, and gone easy, back to yeah. his bunk and and just carried on the 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 the, the ruse, um, you know, in front of uh, Dana and Sulin. But yeah, yeah he, he, well, he I lets think him in on he, the secret. He trusts them, but he also wants to show off in front of them. Doesn't uh, he? Yeah, yeah. I think he's like, ha ha, look how clever I am. Do you want to sleep with me now? Yeah, um, it's it's a good, it's a lovely character bit. Um, it's just a shame it's then let down completely by this stupid, stupid sequence where they're uh, they get the video footage of the Federation cruiser being destroyed, and they go, it goes, we're, we're going to have to look at every frame. And it's like, no, you don't. Hundred thousand frames yeah. a second. Because mm. you you start looking at the one frame where the explosion starts, and then you go back. Yeah, Blake you got did it, didn't he? Five Blake or six it. frames to look at. Yeah, Blake but did they... it with Avon when they yeah. were looking at Ensor Junior's spaceship. Why yeah. did that blow up? And they just went back a few frames but from go... the point of the explosion. Yeah, Avon go. Avon goes. We'll have to look at all. And Sulin says ten thousand frames. It will take all night. And it's like, well, we'll better start. Dana, you go first. Um, so the first two people to have to do the lion's work, and presumably they're looking at the bit before the explosion, is poor Dana and then Sulin. Yeah. We don't get any footage of Tarrant watching it. No. Or Villa. Um, but yeah, it's a nice bit where Sulin spots what's happening. Yeah, but um, this this story towards the end, yeah. you know, it runs out of steam, and there's so oh. much padding of yep. those three running around that quarry. Why not shorten that and just, yeah, have Villa being bored looking at the footage, yeah. have Tarrant looking at it, have yep. Avon looking at it, I, and then I, spots it. My guess would be location filming is more expensive than studio footage, so therefore they had that footage already paid for. We'd you better use it. Yeah, you, they're going to use it, and that way you save, because the studio shooting was done well after the location stuff so it's just a case of you know you don't you don't refilm stuff and, and waste money um, I wish they had because there's there's so many extra bits I'd want to see 
I want to see why, like, scenes where it explains what the hell is going on with the space rats and why they're doing this and how she had a laboratory here with this group of just idiots. But no, you're right. This Once we get to... Uh, they do name the space rat. I didn't even... Oh, Casper. Yeah, Caspar. Oh, yeah, Caspar is yeah. in Sector 5 is where they are. Yes. Um, as soon as they get there, all pretense that this is a story goes out the window, doesn't it? And you're right, it's just endless shots of them walking around the quarry and then endless scenes of of the space rats being supposedly uh, rebellious and Hell's Angel-like, which consists of them sitting on some beanbags. Yeah. You know, v- eat, Villa... eating plastic rats. Oh, boy. Uh, Villa's um, built them up. He says they're maniacs, yes. psychopaths, they, they live for sex and violence, booze and speed, and the fellas are just as bad. They break into transport museums. Yeah. Now, we barely have any transport museums now. I know, I don't know what, what these transport museums are. And that doesn't really fit with uh, the aesthetic that uh, the space rat leader says all they care about is speed and they have to go faster. So why are they stealing out-of-date spaceships then? Well, he said um, when they break into a transport museum, because the Federation have banned all leisure transport, um, I don't know why, um, but they steal anything that can move. So if they had a, a Raleigh's chopper... Yeah. Not a space chopper, but a Raleigh chopper or a go-kart. Are they going to nick that then? I would have paid, instead of them being on quad bikes and trikes, I'd have paid if they were on Raleigh choppers peddling. It would have been good. That would have been more interesting, wouldn't it? It it would have, yeah. Um, Yeah, it it makes... The whole thing doesn't make any sense. It's like, what... How how did... How did uh, Dr. Paxton... You didn't say who... Uh, how did she? <laughs> how did she approach Atlan? Or how did Atlan approach her? How did this whole thing start off? I've I've always got it in mind when because I'd never watch this story voluntarily. But I've got it in mind. Yeah, I've got it in mind that there's uh, a love aspect between Doctor Plaxton Who and Atlan, much like um, Gola or whoever it was. There yeah. was a his woman. Um, no, it's the one uh, beginning of season four. You know, the one. Yeah, it is, isn't it? it the, the, the the Seska woman. Yes. Who decides yeah. to side with him through love? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, she becomes his wife. Yeah, and I, th- I I always think that you know Doctor Plaxton who um, there, there's some sort of romance, but there isn't. None whatsoever. I've never got all. that feeling because he's just awful to her. He, you know, strangles her, threatens her. I this. It, I, you sort of get the feeling this is sort of <sighs> vaguely Nazis using Jewish scientists in World War Two sort of thing. But what's in it for Dr. Plaxton? Because they try and make out she's in it just for the research. You don't care who's paying for it and what it gets used for. It's all pure research to her. But it just doesn't work. Well, um, she she quit the Federation three yes. years ago and she says to continue her research. So she wasn't allowed to do her research in the Federation? So the Federation, she's working for the Federation, going, I'm developing a a star drive that can go at uh, time distort 12 in real time. And they went, ah, we don't want that. Why wouldn't the Federation? Because 
this is the other thing that annoys me with this show and a lot of episodes of season four the space rats are left with a working time distort 10 or whatever uh, set of ships that's game changing for the universe at that yes. point they could take over everything but we never hear from them again and, when, right. and then Atlan says that his idea is that uh, he's not a space rat so I don't know how he ended up in control they let him run it as long as he supplies them with the fastest ships so I'm wondering, was he running at one of these transport museums? Is he the equivalent <laughs> of the guy that runs Bewley? And, uh, you know, they kidnapped him or something, and he's going, well, I can get you faster than than a, a rally chopper. You, know, you might be we, right. We, we can get you some derailleur gears. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but his idea is, predating George Lucas's prequels, his idea is, I'll, I'll threaten the space trade lane. Yeah, and I can control all commerce in the galaxy, which is very, a very very uh, weird idea, but also very topical given what's happening in the world right now with Yemen completely yeah. holding yeah. the world to hostage with a few cheap drones. Yeah. Um, so perhaps his idea wasn't so stupid, but I just don't. I mean, the fact that they've decided to give him a Germanic accent, so he sounds like a two-bit. Uh, is, is that what is that what you get? I get Germanic, yeah. I don't know. What do you get? I I get uh, your Brinner in the King and I. Really? Oh, God. I think old Damien there has watched the King and I and has gone, aha! He did everything except put his hands on his hips. You know? Do you know what? You might be right. Yeah, you might be right. That might be what he's drawing on, with Doctor Plaxton being Anna. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a weird thing if that is the case, but you know, there is a case that I just see him as like a Germanic. But he's a he's in air quotes vaguely foreign, um, <laughs> so therefore dis, distrustworthy. Um, but yeah, he's 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 basically trying to get him uh, the super powerful engine, but that doesn't fit either with because he's basically saying I don't want to go fast, I just want them to go fast. But then when she's showing him off the engine. He almost has an orgasm. Yeah, more power. And like, he keeps yeah, going. and you're thinking, oh, okay, so he's he wants the power like a space race. This is such a a disjointed script. There are many that, questions, yeah, aren't there? Many, many questions. I think possibly there was <laughs> several scripts welded together, which is why everyone operates in such a schizophrenic way. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dr. Plaxton is clearly an intelligent woman. Yes. Instead of, you know, going to these, as uh, Villa says, they're based on an ancient Earth sect of unbelievable viciousness. Yep. Um, why didn't she go to someone like Crantor at yeah. Freedom City and or say that? Or even the Terra Nostra. Or the Terra Nostra, yeah. You know? Yeah, someone that's actually got an uh, infrastructure that could do it. Because I also don't believe for a second that on this dung heap of a planet with these idiot, you know, that she can't even get them to wash their hands. And yet, she's presumably sending them out to scavenge and get uh, top-notch equipment that she can build this remarkable drive with. Yeah. It makes no sense. And also, yeah, go on. I was going to say, therein, what you're saying there, um, this is where it just falls apart. Atlan says he's not one of them, right? 
he's not a space rat. Every space rat we see is a moron, right? Yes. A complete and utter moron. Yeah, but not, just, in... not just unintelligent. They are almost Morons. cavemen, aren't they? They're... Yeah. And they're, they're, yeah. they live for speed. They are in these single-seater space choppers, which were a teenager's craze 200 years ago, Tarrant yeah. says. And the Federation outlawed them. Question there is, the Federation, before it crumbled, because this is post, you know, the crumbling of the Federation, but back then, you know, season one, Blake seven, you know, you, you've got these idiots going around. They would have come, Serverland would have come down hard on them. They would oh, have been exterminated. Yeah. I mean, they know, Orak knows, the last known base was Kaspar in Sector 5. The Federation would have nuked it. But my point is, these space rats are complete morons that are in space choppers that can go at standard by 12.6 in real time, right? Yep. And they do, and they destroy those pursuit ships. But the pilot's reflexes don't work at 12.6. No. By the time they've uh, realised they're going towards a, a planet, they would have hit it. Yeah. Before they could turn. It's, yeah, it, it, none of it makes any sense whatsoever. It, it, I mean, when, we, when you think that in, in episode one, they were sending people to penal colonies for petty theft, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they, there's no way they would. They would have either sent all these people to a, a penal colony, or probably more likely, they would have uh, enrolled them in um, the Federation. They would have ended up as guards. Or crimos. Yeah, or crimos, yeah. You could, I could see these working with... Um, that those people from a Moloch, you know, the the scum guy. Oh yes, grossed. Yeah, yeah. I I could see him working for him, the same sort of uh, intelligence. But at no point we we've gone from sort of believable political satire set in the future to lost in space, isn't it? This is the equivalent. Yeah. These these they could have said these were space Vikings, stuck horns on their helmet. Where you go, it wouldn't it make is no painful. change to it. Yeah, that that first time you see them when they're on their trikes, you know, in 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 that quarry, and we see a close up of them, and it's clearly just 20th century motorbike helmets with a bit of cardboard stuck on top and an awful yeah. lot of padding. That it's pantomime. This is totally and utterly yeah. pantomime. pantomime you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I don't like as well <laughs> that when uh, Dana and Villa are captured. They use the most obvious ruse, and Atlan falls straight away for it. Um, but how does Dana know to use that ruse? She doesn't know that Atlan has been threatening uh, no. Plaxton, and Plaxton's been saying, "I know this is the best I can do for you." So it, the whole script is just is terrible. It doesn't hold together. Well, um, it's also the structure yeah. of the story because they yes. they, they, they they get caught. And then it's a long time. It's maybe, what, 20 minutes before Atlan finally gets round to go and seeing the two people. Atlan yeah. goes, you, you know, two gooks outside, bomber, go and get them. But it's like 20 minutes before he comes yeah. back and actually uh, finds them. Yeah, the pacing is all over the place, isn't it? In this, this, it's almost, the entire episode is almost pure filler. Um, uh, and Atlan, he's, he's, he's an idiot. Because, like, at the end, when... Uh, when Avon and Tarrant are drilling into the room and the room's filling up with smoke he just stands there he doesn't hear a, a wall melting behind no, him he doesn't see the smoke billowing up round him 
Um, Are we to believe he actually is eating a rat? I think it's meant to be a rat, yeah. Rather than an obvious jelly-moulded rubber thing. But yeah, he's meant to be eating a rat because he offers it to her, doesn't he? Yeah. He offers it to Plaxton. Uh, it's like it's the lowest form of of building character, isn't it? Yeah, Dating this is rats. the point in my notes where it's I, I've put you know it's the goodies. Yeah, or it is. It's just Mickey silly because because we don't even get a payoff Ratlin, do we? Because uh, they break in, he runs off, gets the clip guns, um, and gets locked into the the main room. Then breaks out, but we don't get any scene of him being shot by them trying to go through the door I mean mainly because the actor wasn't on location probably hadn't even been cast at that point but it's such a dis- sort of a, a disappointing ending it's like well why build him up why have a leader at all yeah if uh, if you're not going to have any sort of payoff he is there at the end if you look I mean yeah I mean it's silly at the end where they all go running back to Scorpio um, yeah. yeah Barbara Shelley wasn't uh, on location yeah, yeah. So uh, so it's an extra with a hood up, running a lot faster, I think, than Barbara Shelley would have been able to. Um, but, yeah, you, you see him with a pathetic video effect, you know, blast the door that he's been locked in by, yeah. by Dana. And he runs off with two guys. And when they come out through that hatch, they've got their helmets on. And I think yeah. he's the guy in the red oh, helmet. Oh, do you reckon he's meant to be one yeah, of the guys with the helmet on? If you look at the, the, the hideous shoulder pads, yeah. yeah, he's got those lime green shoulder pads, the guy in the red helmet so he's one of the three that's giving chase as they go off in their you know banana splits buggy um and yeah he gets killed like the other two with those little uh, landmine things that avon is detonating <laughs> uh, so yeah. that's 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 the it's end of his it's just terrible this could have been a a very watchable good story um, but it's just everything lets it down doesn't it? the script doesn't hold up the pacing doesn't the effects don't hold up. The design certainly doesn't hold up. And no one other than the main cast are really putting any effort into it. I mean, no. Barbie Shell is okay, but even she seems a bit disinterested. And everyone else is playing it up like, uh, like say, it's uh, the goodies or Metal Mickey. I mean, or those the, the, the two assistants where she says, can you wash your hands? And he says in a thick, I presume, Cockney style of accent, uh, I'll sweat regular me. I sweat regular, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no. oh, it's awful. Is that the best take you had? And, and it's so open-ended. We don't know if yeah. that was the end of the Space Rats. Yeah. It, are some of them still down there? The female ones never came out, so presumably they can take off again and they've got their yeah. space choppers. Um, you never find out what happened to Napier, Dr. Plaxton's no, he's uh, still assistant. So he's down there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and we're, I'm presuming there was more than these six that we see space rats. Hmm. It's just, it's just cheap and shoddy, isn't it? It's that hot. sums it right up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, if worst we've, if episode of uh, season four. Well, no, we've got, animals. animals. We've still got to return to animals, so it's going to be interesting. So, um, so if we just uh, have a quick look at Atlan himself, that's Damien yep. Thomas, born in Egypt in 1942. Um, we know him from Twins of Evil. He's he's the very ineffectual Karnstein in oh, Twins right. of Evil, and he's Kasim in uh, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. Is he really? Yeah, that's him. Oh blimey! I'll have to rewatch that in twelve months. 
And so we know fine. he can act then. He's fine in that, so I don't know what. I think the thing that you often say yep. about uh, our shows is you get some actors and they appear in science fiction and it's like, I'm going to ham this up now. Yep. And maybe maybe that sometimes, you know, they can't help it. I don't think Damien can help it here because I think maybe he came in with the best of intentions. But then when he saw the outfits yeah. and then I mean, saw what, what they were going to draw on his face... You're not going to get, you know, uh, um, you know, you're not going to get uh, a stellar performance. No, are no, you? You're not going to get anything Shakespearean. From you're not going to get Laurence Olivier from a no. guy dressed like that, are you? No. If they'd magic marked over Laurence Olivier's face and put him in a Dago set of shoulder pads, I doubt he would be remembered as uh, as well as he is. Mm. Yeah. So, oh dear. Right. Uh, no who tally for him. Oh, uh, oh, well. At all, he never appeared in Doctor Who. Um, so now we've got to uh, vote. Right. All right, and we've got three to vote on today. All right, we've got Atlan. Yeah. We've got Doctor Plaxton because when Who? we, yeah, <laughs> uh, back when we uh, featured her, you know, we yep. uh, we didn't do this. And then I thought we'd do the bog standard, and they do put the bog in bog standard, <laughs> uh, st- space rats as well. Yeah, I like that. So, they put the bog in bog standard. Yeah, so can, can we uh, deal with Dr... You, I'm not going to say yeah. it, because otherwise you'll say that. Dr. Can we P. deal with yep. a doctor? Yeah, Dr. Um, P, yeah. Uh, design of Dr. P. Uh, no, no, we don't do design and effectiveness. It's, a, it's an all-round, it's an, just an all one round. thing. Um, I like Barbara Shelley. I think she's a good actress, and she's always vaguely believable but she really does seem to be phoning this performance in um i got a feeling she wasn't too enamored to do it and i imagine once she saw that the you know the sets and the the lack of money and the other outfits perhaps she just thought well, i'm just gonna i'm not gonna oh, put any team. effort into this um but yeah i i'm gonna give her a six she's a forgettable six. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll uh, agree on six, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, it's Barb- Barbara Blooming Shelley. Can you imagine her in season one or season oh, she two? Would, yeah, she would have been so much better than in this. Yeah? I she would have been good as um, Cinephile, wouldn't she? She would have made a good Cinephile. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. she is right. a good actress. I, like, I really enjoy a lot of her other roles. Well, you've just watched Dracula yeah. Prince of Darkness, haven't you? In, yes, in yeah, preparation she's great for in next Sunday's recording. Yeah. yeah, no, she's terrific in that. I didn't realise, because um, I've, I've rewatched the extras to see if I've got info yeah. to glean. Did you know Barbara Shelley is the very first uh, actor to portray uh, a living vampire that is staked? Nobody oh, had staked really? a living vampire before. Oh, right. I know it was, um, it was one of the first actual stakings you see because normally it's a you don't see the, the it's a cutaway yeah isn't it's it? a cutaway you see the hammer raised you hear a third you, so yeah I knew I knew this was like there was a lot of complaints about the uh, the staking in Prince of Darkness but oh, I didn't realise that that's a claim to fame isn't it yeah 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 alright so she's a six yep alright uh, what about Atlan now Atlan 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 um this character just doesn't work. I don't get his motivations. I don't get his acting style. I don't... I'd, if he was played as a as, you know, like a, a Toka imagine him as Toka. I don't think Mad Max would have worked. But oh, if, if he had been played as like a, 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 a brute that would have been good. If he would have played as a 
you know, a NIDA figure where he's actually he's just using the space rats. But they they try and do it where he's both, and it just doesn't work. Um, and like coupled with the actor's so over the top pantomime performance, I mean, he's basically rolling his eyes at one point. Mm. Um, I, I'm going to give him a, a three. That's exactly what I've done as yeah. well. A, a horrible mental image has just popped into my head. Can you imagine Atlan as Wes yeah. in Mad Max 2? You God, can that run, would be bad. but you can't hide. <laughs> Wearing that outfit. Yeah. Oh, good grief. We have trikes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we have the bog-standard rats. I, I, I want someone to take the chase scenes in Space Rats and put... Uh, the Mad Max 2 music over it. It needs the Benny Hill music. That's yes, what it needs. It does, yeah. That's all that's worthy of. Does he? Um, yeah, Space Rat. Bog standard Space Rat. They're shit. That's all I can say. Uh, zero. A zero? Yeah. All right. I gave them a half. Because they man. were on set, weren't they? All right. So well, that's zero. yeah, they turned up on the day. 0.25. All right. Okay. So, caravans then. The regular space rats are in caravan 0.25, so they're at the bottom of the caravan park, yeah, right by the... they're down by the dumpsters, and the, They're down by the bins, the, down the, by the The, the outside the kiddie pit. pool that's now a uh, dog's toilet, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those uh, dog poo bags are all stored yep. up yeah. the side of this caravan, yeah, yeah, all right. So that's, that's them. Atlan is in caravan number three, and... Uh, he has a co-inhabitant. Oh right! Oh, and he's already got someone to yeah to hassle. He's uh, he's paired up with the clute. Oh right! I feel sorry for the clute now. Poor old Deep Roy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm very uh, happy to say this. Doctor Plaxton has a co-inhabitant in her caravan, yeah. uh, and I think this is great. I'm I'm so happy for her. She's sharing with Sarkov. President Sarkov. Oh, they'll, they'll get on well. Yes. They'll sit around listening to music, having tea. Yeah, yes. they'll, 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 that's a good match. I like that. She can carry on her research yep. with a, the phonograph playing in the background, playing an old bit of, you know, mid-20th century opera. She'd like and, it, uh, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Brilliant. All right, that's us done. Uh, all right, so that's season four over and done with. So we're going back to season one. And yes. we've mutually agreed on the next one, haven't we? We have. But I also think we should do... Because I, I was looking at the, the character I wanted to do in this that you suggested uh, is so slight. I think we should also do uh, Prell in it as well. Do you know who Prell is? The, the technician that yes. holds the microphone like a, a very weird device. Um, but yeah, I think we should do him. But yeah, we're, we're doing... Um, we're going to have a rough analogy, aren't we? Yeah, and we're always up always for a rough happy analogy. Always for a rough analogy at our age. Yeah, yeah. The ma- we're, we're talking about the man who dispenses rough analogies. That's yes. Base Commander Escon from yes. Seek, Locate, Destroy. But as you say, Prell as well. Prell. Prell yeah. as well. <laughs> Prell as well, yeah. Yeah, but we're also going to be voting on Travis Mark 1. I know. Be- because that's a good Travis episode, and I thought also we would... Uh, um, we would vote on the season one Federation Trooper as well. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, we've got quite a few uh, votings to do in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Oh, that would be a good one, and it will be a pleasure 
to come back to a good episode after Space Rants. What? It could be, you know, that like 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 we just had here, you, you know, it's the equivalent of when on our Doctor Who show we yeah. we just finished a run of New Who, and then it's such a palate cleanser to go back oh, to just, to the beginning. And I, I think just, we, I, I watched a couple of episodes this morning, and it was like a comforting blanket because it's just so radically different. Oh, all oh all the bad guys we've just been talking about here. You cannot see them in the universe of Seek, Locate, Destroy. No, you cannot tell me that somewhere out there in the, in Travis Marks One's space, Atlan and his idiots yeah, are, are uh, zipping uh, around. Zipping about, no way. Um, I found that with a lot of season four. There's, I think, there's a couple of episodes where you could go, okay, I could see this slightly fitting, but everything else, it's a different show. Yeah. You know, still enjoyable it's, at times, but it's a different show. It's out and out fantasy, isn't it? Yes, we said it before yeah. season four. It's total fantasy. Yeah, there's no politics here, is there? No, 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 no. All right, so that's what we're doing next time, then. Okay. Excellent. Good stuff. All right. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see you, see you down on that base in a couple of weeks' time. Yes. Seek us out. Locate where we're recording. Please don't destroy us. <laughs> Very nicely finished. Thanks, Ian. No problem. Thanks, Ian. Sit in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.